welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. Faye Brown, I am so excited to be interviewing you for She's the Boss Chats. Thank you so much for agreeing to do it. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. This is very exciting, actually. (laughs) It's my absolute pleasure. And for anyone who's listening, I'm doing this as a live um, video into their Facebook group as well, which leads me straight to why don't you tell everybody what it is that you do now? What I do now? Well, Mm. okay, so I have my own business I'm sharing the business with my daughter, Lauren, and we're owners and designers of Motto Fashions. And we've been around, well, I started the business with my husband about 30, 35 plus years ago. And wow. who would have thought, <laughs> yeah, 35 plus years know, later, that's a, that's a we're big... doing this amazing online business, still with bricks and mortar stores. And hey, I, I just say I'm the creative director, I'm the designer. Do it with my daughter, of course. But you know what? It is so much more than that. I don't know. What else can I say? We make women look Beautiful. Okay, I know what you can say. Why don't you tell everyone what the name of your shop is and your brand? Oh, yeah. oh I forgot about that. Gee, got to tell you where I'm from, mate. Motto Fashions, thank you. That's I would okay. miss so that out. I discovered Motto Fashions two years ago at our Christmas party when I was staying across the road from the one that you have in Williamstown and I decided I, I had ordered some food from the Chinese takeaway and I thought while they're getting it ready, I'm going to nip into that shop. And I think I spent, I don't know, $300 in about eight minutes or whatever it was. I just went in and went, sequence sequence feathers oh my god fake this everything I love it I love it and I went crazy and then slowly but surely have managed to find my way to you two and I'm so happy I have as everybody um, who is watching knows because they're all huge fans and you've got this massive fan base but anyway okay so this is about you Faye so let's Mm -hmm. start with why did you start Motto Fashions? Okay, well, I guess this has to go back to when I was a little girl. Look, I've always been a small person and my mother used to buy size 14 when I was like eight and she'd say, you're, gro- you're going to grow into them, you know. And right. I kept thinking, okay, why do these look so awful on me? So I started tweaking garments as young as I can remember, really. Like really, and like sort of seven, eight, nine, that kind of thing? Yeah, or yeah no, I mean, I started with Barbie dolls and all that. Yeah, I won't yeah, go into okay. that because that was much earlier. But all my own clothes probably from about the age of eight and but just because I wanted to look cool like like everyone else that I thought looked cool you know <laughs> um, and I guess it started from there okay you know, so found but, the importance of clothes yeah great and we're going to go right back to when you were okay. a little girl so okay. you're going to cast your mind back in a minute but mm-hmm. so was there a light bulb moment was there something that made you go you know what I'm going to start my own brand well, it was my dream, really, from I reckon about the age of 12, because I oh, started wow. okay. selling close to my girlfriend's then, because then I became, you know, super cool, if I can say that myself. Um, <laughs> you can. And my friends would say, oh, I want some of that. Okay. So I'd do it for them. And that was, I mean, obviously, ego trip, yeah. But apart from that, the awesomeness of everyone transforming just by changing something just a little bit, you know, that was incredible. Getting into your mother's wardrobe, chopping things up. Oh, oh, sometimes I love it I that you can do that. Wear. Like I wish I could. Oh, but God, yeah, I guess great. what I'm interested in, though, is what made you actually decide to start design, uh, like an actual label. Yeah, okay. Was there, was there, did someone suggest it to you? Did something happen? Or was it just literally okay, just a... Okay, the light bulb uh, moment, I know yeah, what you're talking yeah. about. I was talking to a friend saying, I'm going to start my own label. And I, I, I don't know, I was in my mid-20s or something. Right. And she said, oh, you've been saying that for years. You're 
never do it. Okay, that was, that the was the moment. moment. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do this, and I realise now when someone says I can't do it, I always do it. Yeah, that great. was the moment. Yeah, I'm exactly Thank the God same. Thank God for that friend. <laughs> Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so now let's go back and just talk about your whole career journey. Uh, She's the Boss Chats is really about inspiring women and realising and and making them realise that it doesn't really matter how you start, you can always start a career in your own business and there's lots of different ways to do it. So we're going to go right back to when you were a little girl. Mm. Uh, What did your parents do and do you have brothers and sisters? Like what sort of size family did you grow up with? Mm. Where did you grow up? Yeah, okay. Well, we were Italian immigrants. So I came out to Australia when I was about four years old. Okay. And I have two younger brothers, but one brother is 14 years younger. So I kind of grew up just with one brother. Yeah. He was, you know, only one year younger than yeah. me. Uh, Dad worked for um, Holden's, uh, which was a car place yeah. in, in South Australia. Grew up in South Australia. Okay. And mum was a seamstress. So ah, so I'm always interested where, for the yeah, role model. And she had, yeah, yeah, she had those brilliant, that brilliant singer sewing machine, you know, with, with the, the pedals. Go, yeah, <laughs> and like even at four, I'd get under there and go, oh, look, I want to do this. And she sort of worried that I'd stitch my fingers up. But that was. That was amazing, and to me, it was like just the norm. Right. Just the which, norm. of course, to me, it seems like magic. Yeah. Oh, we've got a plane going yeah. overhead now. Um, so, uh, school. What was school like for you? Did you enjoy it? Yeah. I mean, being a new immigrant, I mean, I was a new immigrant myself. I know it's kind of hard to walk into a school in another country. So when when you, I mean, firstly, I didn't speak any English. And my first day of school, I remember getting in front of the class because the nuns told me to get up there and read a book and I couldn't speak English, so I got a belting. Right. Yeah. So that was my first day at school. Oh, and so So you thought, I don't actually want to go back. Yeah, I I didn't understand it. So for years and years I just wanted to understand where I was and understand the people and wanting to fit in, I guess. Okay. And that that was brilliant for my career right now because all I wanted to do was be like everybody else and I had to fit in somehow. Right. That was So so that's primary school. What about high school? By the time you got to high school, did you enjoy school by that stage? Or were you just loved loved it? it? Because I became the princess, you know, like, oh look at what she's wearing. Have a look at her new hairstyle. Have a look at her nails. So you were at a school where you were allowed to wear non-school uniforms. Yeah, no, no. We needed to wear a school uniform, but after hours it was like just I don't know. You were the girl, the it girl. Uh, That's it, the it girl and had the it group, loved that. Okay, so when you finished school, Mm -hmm. um, firstly, did you go to year 12? Yeah, I did, but what happened when I was in year, what year was it? I don't know, somewhere in there. I had um, a a, a girlfriend in the class, not really a girlfriend, just a person in the class. We had a sister that worked at Witchery. And they wanted someone to draw some pictures. So she came over one day and said, look, you know, my sister needs someone to draw some pictures. I drew these pictures. And the guy was just the owner of which he was blown away. He wanted to meet me and he offered me a job. As soon as I left school. Straight out of school. I was still at school. He said, why don't you come and work Saturday mornings? But back then I earned like a dollar for Saturday and I have to spend 50 cents to get there and get home and then to buy lunch. So I stopped so, so, two days. That was it. Right. And and But that was working behind the counter kind of thing as yeah, opposed yeah, to? Yeah, in a store. But then I started with um, drawing and uh, uh, working like window dressing, you know, painting big pictures and all this sort of stuff. So, were you, so it was this, exciting. But okay. So what, if you left after two days, what where, what, what was the next job? Well, that, that he said, please come back. Oh, okay. So, so when you finished school, you finish school. Back. right. Yeah, so I did. I did that. I did not. And that's when it got you more into merchandising yeah, and understanding yeah. how stores work and all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and understood, more understanding of people and how to relate to them. Okay. And after about two years, I always wanted to be a fashion designer. 
I suppose it came well, from that were. very young. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> anyway. really like Yeah. So um, then I moved. I wanted to be a fashion designer. Back then, when was it? In the early 70s, Melbourne was the fashion hub of Australia. So if but you the, want to be a then, fashion designer, just come to Melbourne. Right. And, of course, so, and, and it kind of was and uh, and probably still is. I reckon it still but, is. Um, but I think probably back in the 70s it was pretty backward compared to the rest of the world. Well, you know, well, What do you think? Yes, well, because all the immigrants were coming over yeah, from that's Europe. That's right. They, look, it, it, um, Australia got styled up very quickly. I mean, I came from Adelaide where it was a high pommy immigrant yeah. uh, uh, community and they were, you know, Beatles, Carnaby Street, Super Mary trendy, Quant, who died Mary this Quant, week, that kind of look. All that stuff. And so Adelaide was really super trendy. Okay. When I came to Melbourne, it was just it was the manufacturing hub was what it really was. Right. Not so much a fashion hub, but, uh, you know, I was yeah. all part of it and it was great. So I moved over with Witchery. He gave me a job and he said, oh, no, come work with me. And that's when I really started getting into buying, um, you know, designing, and that's when it started happening. So how old was I, 18? But terrible wow. thing with my mum, this is nothing to do with my career, but I'll just share yeah, a secret, no, do, secret uh, women's business what, here. What yeah, happens. Um, you know, Italian background, you've got to understand, mum and dad were struggling with me anyway because I was just so, I wanted to do my You didn't want to get married thing. and go and have lots of kids and do the right thing. She was me to Italian boys. Are you kidding me? Come on, I've got to have a career here. So, um, and I wasn't going to have any kids, three kids later, but anyway, I was going to do that. So... Um, packed my bags and came over and she right. couldn't understand that I was coming here for a career. She's always coming here just to meet boys. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Mum. <laughs> Lucky you got Alzheimer's now. Yeah. So, no, it wasn't it. So it took them about one and a half years to talk to me again. Oh, really? It yes. Really so my, sad my, it's moment. funny because that was a thing that parents did in those yeah. days because their grandparents did it to them. Yeah. So yeah, they just went, right. oh, well, we won't speak to you. Yeah. I mean, so Mum. how was that when you were new in a city? You're only 18. You've come mm. over to Melbourne. Yeah. You don't really know anyone and your parents aren't speaking to you. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't it. sound it. easy. Yeah. So <laughs> I had my 20th birthday crying, I think. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, eventually they decided that I was still their daughter and it was okay. But it was very, yeah, I, d- I didn't have any friends because all my friends were in Adelaide. I kind of didn't have anything. Right. So I just got my – I came with a sewing machine and a little suitcase. That's what I came with. So, so evenings I just were sewed. spent sewing and, I, and designing? I, that's what I did. Right. I did it from morning to night and look, I'm a, very disciplined anyway. But what I – the rule I made for myself is I have to finish that garment tonight, otherwise I won't have anything to wear in the morning because I had to have something new for the day. So that's what I did seven days a week. Wow. And I, was, I could make a suit in a night. Wow. I was like speedy. God, you're just uh, handy as a little pot, as my Irish grandmother was. was oh, right, <laughs> okay. Irish, it was, it would was, say. I mean, now to think that would, anyone yeah. doing that would be probably Every day. Nuts. Every, Every single day. day and weekends. And where, where would you get the fabric from? Oh, okay. Well, when I was working, there was this place called, I think it was called Job Warehouse. Right. It was like a crazy little place run by um, fabulous fabulous Jewish people, and they used to have all these bits of different sort of fabrics, and I was just across the road from where I worked, so I did that so every day. That was, that, that was my lunchtime and that was my night time. Wow. And so when did when did things change at Witchery? So, uh, you know, you, obviously they must have spotted that you were a star. Oh, yeah, sure. What, well, we so start, start. How long did you stick around there and, and when okay. did things this, change? This is going to rock everyone's socks off. I stayed <laughs> okay. there six years, but I actually had a wow. new job there every two years. Right. You know, I progressed to doing so many new things. I mean, don't forget there weren't computers, then commuters. But was computers. it a big company? Yeah, yeah, massive. Oh, okay. Massive, massive company. Um, and uh, it was just, uh, I don't know, I was just learning so much all the time that I just stayed there. And then just, I got a job offer working for Just Jeans and went off. And, and at that same time... Got what was the job offer at Just Jeans uh, designing? Uh, head buyer there. Buyer. Um, and... Look, I stayed there a short time because I started my business at the same time because John said... Who's hubby, John? Hubby, hubby John. Yep. Yeah. 
I'm married, happily married, yeah, we, gorgeous man for over 40 years. He's so I was going to say, we didn't talk about where you met him. How, was it was oh, that in okay. Melbourne that around that time? Yeah, that right. was a witchery. Christmas party. I spotted him coming in the, <laughs> the door. classic and, Christmas party yeah, I know, funny, affair. isn't it? He knew, he knew the guy that worked there, so he came in just to pick the guy up. I only mentioned him last night. He was wearing thongs, jeans and a T-shirt. No. And he said, I wasn't wearing thongs. I said, you were. You were. Oh, anyway, my goodness. Yeah. Well, there's the woman who would yeah. remember what you're wearing. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so so you and John got married mm. and then you'd gone to Just Jeans mm. and then your, John said you need to start your own label. Well, how, how do you do that you, when you when you yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. okay, because I, it was always my dream. He said, "Well, why don't we do that? What are you going to do when you have kids?" And I'm saying, "No, remember we've got this plan, no kids, no kids, no kids." And he said, "Oh, you'll change your mind." I said, "No, nah, I'm not going to change my mind." So, we just <laughs> he sort of knew started. You well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just you know, started. I, I mean, obviously I had a lot of contacts, so I got fabric, whipped up a few designs, he went out and sold them. And so I was going to say, what does John do? So he's more of a salesperson? Well, look, he... In the combo? He, yeah, he, he's, he's a bit of a genius with uh, systems production. He also has a great eye for design. He's okay. a good all-rounder, great great with finances, thank so God. So you were a really, really great cop couple, really complimentary like skills. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, amazing. So it was terrific. So we started the business together in 85, and unfortunately for me, you know, I, I went to a more secret women's business. I dropped into a naturopath and she said, you know, whatever the problems were, I don't even remember, but you've got to get off this pill. It's it's made you sterile. Just get off it. And I thought, oh, oh sterile, this is thank God. Pill. Yeah, I thought, oh, thank God, I'm sterile. Oh, I thought, stop. I had my kids and all. Yeah. So next month I'm pregnant. And then what did you? Well, I mean, for somebody yeah. who didn't want kids, how excited yeah, were you then? Well, not very. Yeah, no, <laughs> just starting my business, just starting, you know, like traveling yeah. the world, doing all this stuff. And in those days, of course, I mean, I don't want to say in those days, but. It was at that days. stage, really, it was like you know, you're not you're not going to be able to work while you've got a child. There was it was very pioneering for women to do that. Yeah. I mean, Ida Buttrose was doing it too, yeah. but not a lot. Not a lot. Well, back in those days, you know, firstly, Mum nearly committed suicide literally when I said I wasn't going to get married and have kids. So you come from that. Then uh, I'm marrying this guy and starting a business. What? You're starting a business? Don't you know there's a recession? That sort of stuff going on. Right. Then I get pregnant and. I'm thinking, oh, how am I going to do with this? They're they're thinking, great, now she's going to get up work. Now she's going to see the light. No, no, my kids came to work under the sewing table. There they were, the whole lot of them. But anyway. That's um, so funny because um, for anyone that's listening, uh, I would think that your daughter's um, podcast will come out before yours. Lauren French will tell you the flip side of that, which is (laughs) how much she hated being in the factory all the time. Oh, my God, did she? But, no, no, well, I mean, you know, things change. Well, I can remember her sad face when I used to put her in one of those, um, I don't know what they were called, like little cages, those little playpen thing. Yeah, and she was there holding the bars, just like she was, and I looked at her and I thought, oh, my God, she looks like she's in jail, the poor little thing. I was worried she'd put a pin in her mouth. You know, that's why <laughs> yeah, I had no, her there. Of course, of course. Yeah, she's crawling okay, by and then. then two more kids came along. Yeah, and then two more kids, all under the all age of four. All pretty fast. All, yeah. And then did you go back on the pill? <laughs> did you go, I don't believe you well, anymore? You know, I know I'm not yeah, sterile. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's it. I said, what was she thinking? I'm definitely not sterile. Yeah, yeah I did have to go back on the pill because otherwise I think I would have just kept well, on well, popping out babies. Right. That's right, you, you know? would have. So what do you do when you've got three young kids and you've got a business that's uh, yeah. did it start fast? Did it, Look, how did it, did. it grow? Okay. It, it did start fast and it did grow. Not a good formula for fashion, especially back then because, you know, business would last for one year and be over. But right. we were there five years, finally five years, like the three kids later, the business and all that, and we were still there 
lots of ups and downs. Yeah. But I'm going to ask you about those later. Yeah, yeah, sure. But never gave up because no. you know that that's my big secret. If anyone wants a secret, is when you're passionate, you don't give up. You don't give up. And that's, that is that is it. That is the difference actually between a successful entrepreneur and a non-successful one. Is people have everybody has ideas, mm. but who goes and actually implements them firstly, and then doesn't give up when. Shit goes down, basically. Yeah, that's right. And you have to understand business is always up and down, just like relationships, just like yes. everything in life is always up and down. It can't keep going up. Once you know that, it's okay. Yeah. You know? And yes, that's right. You can yeah. t- kind of take a breath and go, okay, this is the new normal. Yeah, this is the new um, normal, so and adjust. No, and and the, the instability and the lack of, um, well, the lack of stability can be difficult for a lot of people. But if you if you have got that hunger, mm. I don't think it matters. It doesn't. So, so talk to me about um, how you were selling in those days. Were you se- Did you have a bricks and mortar store? Okay. Was Motto a store or was it a yeah. brand you were selling to Meyer? Yeah. Or yeah, sure. How did it work? All, all the above, everything. Okay. We started off with two stores, started off with a range, had an agent selling. It was in those days you'd have uh, fashion agents yes. and they'd have you don't many do different those anymore? Mm-mm. Or people Mm-mm. don't or you just don't? Look, there's not much of it around okay. anymore, I've oh, got to say. They don't do it. I suppose there are still some, but... People uh, now sell online and can put their catalogs yeah, online. that's right. And so all it's all a different ball game. All right. Um, yeah, but we did have start off with two stores, which grew to 12, I think, eventually. Um, but then I think the early 90s we decided... I think I decided. I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter. It was decided. It was decided that online was something we should, you know, jump in head first. And yeah, and right. So that's very early. We were one of the 90s, very first yes. online stores. Oh, good on you, because mm. I could see the writing on the wall for years and years before anybody started jumping on it. It was crazy. The other secret to business is getting it at the right time, and we didn't, so we lost a bucket load of money. Right. Oh, my God, all the money we made went all down the toilet that day. But anyway, oh, dear. Uh, so it sat there for about 10 years, and we were – like so what were you husband. doing with it? Just using it as a website to say go to our stores at that stage? Yeah, well, to begin with, we'd, the, the opening line was go and grab yourself a cuppa, we'll have a picture up in five minutes or something. Okay, because you were just constantly putting long. up new pics. Yeah, but it would take five, literally five minutes for something to upload. Oh, upload. Yeah, I so it wasn't, it wasn't a success. You can imagine in fashion that's right. not the way to go. Right. Um, so that just sat doing hardly anything for 10 years but just there. Anyway, we thought we had this brilliant formula of an online store and um, – I don't know if I'm going too fast here. No, My no, daughter came along and she wanted a bit of a change in career. So, but this is – so we're now – this is not – so the Yeah. No, this must be 2000s because knowing how old Lauren is oh, yeah. and when she You're did right. it – I'm just glad I did the interview with Thank her. God. So, no, 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 no. So, yeah, it was. So it was like the st- early 2000s, well, when we I started the online – when we set up the online store was, was in 93. Yeah. So then, then 10, 10 years, years later. Right, 10 years right. later. And by that stage, Lauren had been selling – she'd just – Yeah, she'd already worked for a fashion agent. And said, I'm going to – go and, and start embellishing, she said, yeah. singlets and things like that and just go around and start yeah, selling and them doing on thing. the side. Oh, she, she was such a little and entrepreneur. And she said that you, you yeah. and, and John approached her. Yeah. Is that kind of how it all well, worked from your tell- point of view? Well, yeah, I'm going to give you my version, right? Yeah, come on, give yeah, me It's interesting how our version's a little bit different. Exactly. I mean, she definitely was a superstar at what she did, but she also wanted to do her own label yeah. too. So I said, well, you know, there's a few options here. We've got this online store, which is a We'll, it's about to take off. If you don't take it on, someone else has to. We've got so much happening in the design area. You could easily do that. You can either, you know, work with us or do your own label. We'll sell your label. We'll put it through blah, blah, blah. Oh, make nice. It, so make give her, her, give her lots of options. Yeah, of course. So she wanted to think about it and um, in the end she chose, I think it took her a few days, she chose to go online but only if she could have it as her own. Okay. But we didn't give it to her. Not, not you know, we're – 
I don't know. We're, we're tough, tough parents. We said, well, you have to put the money up front. So she had her $5,000 from her. Own so did she business. build her own website for her own business then or what happened? Not exactly. She came with 5000 so we put 5000 in. We said we're equal, equal partners. And uh, uh, we oh, said, right. but we'll give you everything. We'll give you the online store. It's still a really good store. She took one look at it and said, I can't use any of this. And it's in the end, you couldn't old. even use our database because that was like ancient. We're talking 10 years later. You can imagine yeah, right. online. Yes, or, I mean yeah. those people have them would that? be dead. Probably <laughs> <laughs> were. Well, they've gone from teenagers so, to yeah, you know. Yeah, that's right. To not wanting to buy fashion, so she kind of did start it all from the beginning. Yeah, and. So um, she took that ten grand though and started um, built another website. Was that n- how she did it at first? N- no, I think slowly she just kept on changing it and doing right. it herself. She did everything herself, so she learned amazing to start to finish. That yeah, was she, really she's good an training for her. Absolute cracker. Yeah, that is for yeah. sure. What a uh, driven woman. And I remember her saying, "Look, you know, I've learned more in one week at Motto than all this time in uni." So yeah, she said, "I'm forgetting uni. I don't want to hex debt. I'm just coming yeah, and working yeah. here." Makes so sense. that was good. Yeah, that was very clever. And um, so she's trundling along, but at that stage, she said. To me that the website was selling about 15% of the sales and 85% was still coming through the stores. Absolutely, And yeah. then the pandemic came along. Yeah. Well, there's I mean, a I lot of years in ahead. that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, but, yeah, well, Give exactly. me some stories exactly. in between, In between, though, yeah. And then we'll... Um, yeah, well, I'd, 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 yeah, what would you like me to okay, say well, about so that? Okay, so I'd like Ask to know, how did you grow it? So Lauren had come on board um, and the website's doing a small percentage of the thing. How, how did you grow it at that stage or what was the idea? Okay, I mean, so at the- any stage were you thinking we might retire? Oh, God, no. What? No. <laughs> I've already told Lauren. No. I've already said to her, listen, I'm retiring and I'm 85 and then I'm going to start a new business. So I love it. Oh, don't my even God. High five. I yeah. just have to. That's I, what we're doing. I do. Yeah. I love it. A driven woman. <laughs> okay. So, so, so um, yeah, no, no, no. We never wanted to retire. I guess we're lucky that she's come. I mean, all jokes aside, yeah. we're blessed that she's there and she's brilliant. Otherwise... I don't know. Would I do it without her? Probably not. We'd be very small. I think you probably would, but it probably would have just been in stores and it would have been very traditional and you probably would have taken a much bigger hit from the pandemic as to whether you would still be here now. Yeah, and and we'd rehash it some other way. Yeah, we'd rehash it some other way. Um, Yeah, so a lot of, I mean, we were really well known in bricks and mortar and we had some really good stores there. Because um, we, we used to talk about selling into some of the bigger stores because you talked about, yes, you were in Meyer and those sorts of yeah, ones. Yeah, we were, but, you know, like if, if you can. Was that just to have your name there? Because everyone was in Meyer in those yeah, days, Yeah, it was weren't just they? to really have our name there. Right. It's not like you can, can, being the business head, you can't make money out of that stuff. Right, yeah, know? yeah. Because, yeah. because, because you they take such a big margin. And, yeah, and we were actually making locally and even though we were such a big advo- advocate of Aussie made, we did massive promotions all over the place over the years and at the end of the day it got to a point one point was yes we want to buy Aussie made and uh doesn't matter about paying more to all of a sudden I'm not going to buy Aussie made unless it's cheaper and like yeah, how right. does that happen yeah, in the world work. it's just bizarre and of course that can't happen um so you must have been a bit wary about going overseas for production, were you? Have you, oh, do you, still, do yeah. you produce overseas now? Well, we do. Yeah. We we've only been but, doing that for about five years. Right, so how was that decision well, for you then? Yeah, okay. So we never had the decision, we never made the decision to go overseas for cheap. Right, or no. for, uh, Cheaper than what we're already producing. It was always to do bigger and better things. Right. So it wasn't an issue. Right. You know what I mean? It was just and about volume. It's just about not even volume because we're not a volume company. We still right. only make small quantities just as we would have here right. um, in the scheme of things. It was just about getting 
more unique things like the, the, I'm wearing this. So you wouldn't have been able to do that from no, Australia, not at you all. don't think? No, okay. the, the, the machinery is limited, the knowledge is limited, okay. the accessories. I mean, we got to a point five years ago where you couldn't buy a zip locally. You'd have to buy it from overseas right. before you can put something, so okay. a zip on something. Okay. Okay. So it's that so level. It starts so being the, the industry's gone too. anyway. Yeah. And, and, that orphan- Which, and we can talk about just very quickly how sad that is. Because so sad because we were so awful. passionate. Yeah. We were probably one of the last to keep making here, my God, because we were passionate about it. But, you know, you, you, I mean, you've got to also you've, be smart. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got to be smart, yeah. Okay, so you moved overseas and we're probably, if we're talking five years ago, close to pandemic now. So yeah, yeah. tell me about what that was like for you both. Pandemic? Yeah, okay. other than being absolutely shit, as we know it was for everyone. Yeah, but of course. you've got okay. a big business that you've got to run at, you know. That- well, a few things went through my mind when I was lying there going, okay, what's next? One was... I love that. That's the resilience again. Yeah, yeah, I was like, too. I was like, so how are we going to have to innovate? <laughs> okay, how, exactly. But, you know, I've, I've known through years of business, probably as a child even, that those kind of issues always make things better at the yeah, end. You know, so do, I yes, have that thought. Yes, you know, yes. I don't have that, oh, I'm going to die thought. I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's more like how am I not going to die yet? Yeah. Uh, and the thought was, okay, number one, what do we do with all these amazing women that work for us? That yep. was a concern for me because they weren't young spring chickens and what are they going to do? how many roughly were we talking about, like 50? 50, okay. yeah, 50 or something. Number two, what are we going to do with these amazing customers? Now, I don't know, am I naive in thinking how can they buy amazing clothes because if we're gone there aren't any. Am I like, that's what I thought. That was what's crossing oh, I my love mind. The way okay? you think. Well, now and, I've discovered you. I would agree. And, and and the next thing was, what am I going to do personally? Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, Lauren will find something because she's a tech head, but I'm not. What am I going to do? I didn't worry about my husband at that point. He wasn't in the picture, but he must have been somewhere in there. Yes. So yeah. So what was going on through it? So that in itself, kind of was starting to brew innovation. Um, you must have had a week where you just went, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Did you have a well, little moment of to, kind of to be mini quite, panic? Well, we did have a bit of a – I don't remember that panic. It must have been there, there though, you go. You but I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, so the, all I remember is all of a sudden going from nothing online to, I don't know, so much so, online. Yeah, so, so so what the hell, how do we do this? So and Lawrence, there's just the family. Yeah, so Lauren's side of that was she said that – <coughs> you both spoke to her and said, you know, we need to look at the online. She thought, yes, and you just gave it a, a crack and it just took off like... Like that. Like a rocket. Like a so rocket. absolutely yep. huge amount of orders coming in, yep. which then allowed you to bring all the staff in. Yes. And say, to give, do you want to help us? To keep them in a job, yeah. Because we knew at some point we'd have to open the stores again. We weren't thinking we'd have to let anyone go. We didn't want to hang on to everybody. Right. So, and things evolved day by day. It changed day by day. Some were scary, mostly not, because w- we always knew there was going to be something else. Um, and yeah, we weren't ready to forever. die. Yeah, we yeah. weren't ready to die. So, and and like I say, when when you think like that, you just don't. You just don't die. So how did you feel when Lauren said, and I'm assuming it was Lauren, said, why don't we start doing lives every day? It was Lauren. <laughs> my God, she's a genius. I know, oh, because it's well, so clever. It is yeah, so she, clever. She I'm going to do it with my crowd yeah. now too. Yeah. Well, the thing, the thing was that we could see that it was the only way to communicate with our customers because my thought, while she was brewing this up, you know, what like happens got, to like a I newsletter? Said, the three, Other people do newsletters. Well, well, that's it. Well, we were always big on that too. We used to have a magazine called Motto and You. It was really oh, okay. big time. Okay. There was a lot of stuff, right, that we used to communicate with our customers. It was a way to keep in touch with our customers because in my mind, this is, again, that naivety going on. It must be because I'm just that kind of a kid. But, you know, like people are going to get depressed if they can't buy fashion. Yes. That was what I thought. Right. Don't You're you think? Right. yeah. I would if I can't I, at least I, see it. 
Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And, and not and not only that, but it's also, I mean, there's something about the two of you that just makes it so Moorish that you just want to see it every day. And, I mean, I set up She's the Boss and started doing online lunches for female founders at that time as well because I knew how many women were feeling isolated. That's it, And it was yeah. the same thing for you. People can suddenly go, well, I can't get into the shops, but I can see what they look like. And, yeah, and have a bit of fun with yeah, it. Yeah. And when I thought, oh, my God, they're going to get so depressed, I had the thought, we're going to be funny, we're going to be interesting, it's not about selling clothes. So then even though we really were hopeless, please don't look at the very first one we did oh, because we were it. bad. But, but it must but, have been, but it's but very that's raw. that's what hooks everyone in. It, raw is It, it is was raw, authentic. exactly. Yeah, and, I mean, I think we're good now, but it's like... You are, um, great. Thank you. It's like... Um, yeah, it was just very real, fumbly very raw, first fumbly. And, and also know. because the first time or the first few times when you see video, you're like, it's got to be perfect. Yeah. And if it's not perfect, people are going to freak <laughs> I'm out. Gonna, yeah, that's right. And then no, you start relaxing and people yeah. start going. I always remember this woman saying to me years ago that she always used to be like hair blow waved and full on makeup because she used to coach um, photographers. And she said one day she wasn't feeling great and she just thought, stuff it. And she wore no makeup and her hair was everywhere. And as she opened the door to the women, they all went... Oh my god, it's fantastic to see you like that. I feel more like you know. Oh, wow. I feel more like we're on a par now because you always just seemed too unapproachable, Isn't and I just brilliant? thought that's so true. And that is what being real and, and, and authentic in videos is these mm. days. I think. Yeah, I think so being real is very important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we we became that, and we became um, you know I don't know very chatty with our customers. So we got close to our customers, closer than what we thought because we used to go out to the stores, try and meet them, but then we got very busy. We didn't have time for any yeah. of that. So this is a way of doing. That. It's yeah. perfect. It's yeah. absolutely perfect. And look mm. at, at the massive groups that you've got following you now. I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. there's your customer base. Yeah. You're never going to have to do marketing again as no, long as you keep no, doing your videos. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So now some of the other questions I wanted to ask you. One is that you related to the fact that business goes up and down mm. all the time. And mm. boy, oh boy, do we know it. It does, yeah. Um, there'll be a whole heap of women listening that either are just starting out or have had their business for a while. I love to talk about some of the stuff ups as well as all the successes mm. because I think, as you say, we learn from them. And I can think of times in my life where in my business I've thought, oh, my God, I don't know if I can recover from this. And I'll sit tight for a couple of days and I go, of course you can. We're just going to have to think of another way of doing it. And you look back and go, that's the best thing that ever happened. Mm. So have you got a couple of stories or a story like that that you could share? Yeah, absolutely. I've actually got two. I've got two really good stories. First is, look, we've never actually gone broke, so I'll just put that out there, but close to it, okay? So when you're so low, I got to a point where um, I had to start thinking, okay, what am I going to do with my life because this business is not going to make it? And I was sitting at my desk and I was thinking, you know, I must be good at something. I've done, you know, even though this business hasn't worked out and the this crazy thought yeah exactly this crazy thought came into my mind that I could go actually and give my services for free whoever would take me I'd go to Suzanne's Katie's whoever say look I'll work for you free and I'll show you how good I am and then as I was thinking that it was only in my mind as I was going over that I kept thinking hang on am I doing everything I can for myself why am I trying to make this brilliant for someone else I haven't done that for myself yet so that was number one number two was um when um um Oh, I've lost my trail of thought now. <laughs> okay. okay, so this is about things that have twisted in your life and that seem like a disaster at the time. Oh, yeah, okay. Come so good. from that, from that, my, see, when I get so much into my emotions, I don't know, I'm getting I'm into exactly feelings the same. my words. My God, I'm so I'll sorry, everyone. The sentence, yeah. I forget. <laughs> yeah. So after that experience, I realised that, you know, what I'd learnt to that point, 
I couldn't even pay a million dollars for. So if we no, lost a million dollars, it was worth it. Oh, Which wow. we did, by the way. We did. That is a <laughs> great way there. of looking so, at it, though. And, and that amount of money wouldn't have got me all that information. So how did you pivot, though? What did you – I don't really like that word, no, but yeah, what, do, what did you word, do to it? shift direction yeah. well, to bring fa- it all back to life? Yeah, in fashion, it's really simple when you're passionate. You, you know, you're only as good as your range. Right. I kept so saying that to myself. Keep designing. So just keep designing and make it different, make it better. But, you know, there's no point doing the same thing because you already know that hasn't worked. So we did something different. Interesting. And so we've been in business nearly 40 years. So there have been four different looks through that time. Oh, tell, me, tell me them. Okay, so, so the first thing is, yeah, fun fashion, you young know, like women. the funky young stuff for the 30 year olds. And then I guess as I was getting older, it was, you know, and still, changing. I know, but what I love about you is the sequins and the feathers and all that. Were you always <laughs> doing that or was it much more no, conservative? That's that happened with China. We couldn't do that locally. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So, so and the, who were you targeting? What kind of women? So it was just fun. What, now or back then? Oh, back, back then. Yeah, well, you know, I always wanted to be different and I thought as a young designer you've got to be different anyway. So I just went different but things that I thought people would still relate to because that's really important because, yeah. you know, you can do different and you no one relates. can't go too far. Yeah, yep. you can't go too far. So that took about 10 years and then people got over it. Then suits became a big deal. So yes, then we went in into the suits in the 80s, yeah, <laughs> and we were really big in suits. I, I watched The X-Files last night with the big oh, really? Yeah, we did all those big shoulders. I loved those shoulder pads. That was fun. And then after that. we pro- no, the, the thing is, with each period, you stay there just a little bit too long, so you kind of lose money because you're not going to give up until you know that until you know it's it, not going to work because you don't know if you've just got the wrong designs, right? It's right. not a whole a whole <laughs> store that you're going to change or a whole concept that you're going to change. So after that, we went into super stretchy garments. Oh yeah, and changed everything to that because. Suits were too expensive to make locally. We had to compete with all the people bringing stuff in from China. Right. So then we could make it a comparable price that – was really amazing. And so and what sort of things did you it. make if it was out well, of jersey? Well, things like, and... like um, super stretchy fabrics for pants, tops, everything. Okay. You name yep, it. Yep. Uh, we did it. We made it fancy, did a lot of applique, fancy stuff, and that was really brilliant. And that lasted for nearly 15 years. But, again, it was probably too long, and that's when we moved into what we're doing now. Right. So that was the, that's the, the fourth period. And has this been the most successful period for you? Can't say they've all been really amazing really? and all, then gone down. Different. yeah, And then okay. gone down. They've all had this massive peak and then, okay, that's time that's to really change. That's interesting. Well, I mean, that makes it exciting to work in the industry, I guess. It does, doesn't or it? I would have thought I get so. That eye from it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, now the, one of the other questions I love to ask, because she's the boss, is about I'm I am passionate about making older women more visible. I yes, just don't think yeah. that I don't, I don't like the idea of us disappearing. I think we're mm. all freaking amazing. Yes. So my question to you is: Have there been some women that have helped you in your career? Because we need to make them visible as well. Are there any names that you could give me? Yeah. Any ways that they've helped you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the very I've got a few. I've got lots. Great. Well, the very first four, one. Say. Okay. Well, okay. the very first one, I don't even know if she's still alive, really, Lois Notley was the one who I looked up to when I was at Witchery. She was this amazing looking woman with really strong uh, features and dark hair and she was slim and she'd come into a room and she'd go whoosh. And wow. I thought, oh, I want to be her. You are her. Uh, I'll just totally. say <laughs> So she was the first maybe, one. Oh, God. And she would, look, she was Why tough. Why was she so great with you, though? Did she really support you? Educate I don't know. You. She just showed me the way. Right. She showed me that it's possible because I came into the industry when, you know, my very first fashion meeting, get this, this is going to blow your brains, first meeting ever, 1,000 people, only three women. Oh, yeah, okay. So that's where so it was. so bizarre when you think that the industry is targeting women. We're talking women. about women and 
all well, these it's men. Well, it's as it is now. And they're all in suits. My God, it was yeah, not a yeah. pretty sight. Right. Yeah. Wow, so, confronting. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, so she showed me it was possible. Okay. It wasn't even what she did. It was just, it was just being watching. there was amazing. It's, that's the whole thing about role models, isn't yeah, it? it? If is. you can't see it, you can't be it. That's it. Okay, so she sounds amazing. Yeah. The next one was probably... Um, someone who became a dear friend of mine, Pam Abling, mm-hmm. uh, she was into – she was the first lady who brought out Always in Style from the States, which was a Doris Pusa company, which was the, you know, the makeover company, you know, the colours, Colour Me Beautiful, all that. Oh, all the, Do you remember wear all that? things under your yeah, chin all and that. see what so the colours So she was the one who brought that out to Australia. Oh, okay. We became great friends. We worked together. We did a few collabs. Well, that word wasn't around back then, but that's what we were doing. And that was fantastic because that really opened my eyes up to something different again when – because she was also a stunning, amazing-looking woman and she always looked brilliant. But what I liked about – I mean, she always told me how great I was. Fancy that. I'd never heard that before. She was the first person to tell me I was was pretty good Wow, I just love her because that's another thing I'm all about, lift up the women around you. It makes a huge difference if another woman backs you. You're right. And she – the very first conversation I had with her, because I guess we, we only just met, we wanted to be, I don't know, get closer to each other. She, I was, remember talking to her on the phone and I was saying blah, 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 and there was nothing. And I thought, are you still there, Pam? Are you still there? <laughs> Hello? She said, yes, I'm listening. And I thought, what? Someone that actually listens? Oh. That blew me away. Wow. It really did blow me away. Anyway, she was amazing and she certainly opened my eyes to all this image stuff. She was the very first person that did that for me. And, um, again, that is possible. Yeah. You know, it's like that one-minute mile thing. You know, once somebody does it. Everybody can do it. Everyone can do it. <laughs> but yeah. why can't we do things anyway? What are we waiting for? Yeah. She yeah. showed me that. What are we waiting for? Great. You know. Um, God, I love all these women. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can they're, see they're why amazing. you do. And another person that's actually changed my life a little bit, not so much around fashion, is a, someone called Cheryl Selman, Dr. Cheryl Selman. She's... Um, She's in Queensland now. She she's brilliant. She's in the personal development side because when okay. it came to fashion, what I learned along the way was that it's so much about ego and all the crap stuff. Can I say, can I say that you word? Can. Uh, I think like, I've said a few worse things. Yeah, yeah but okay. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and you, you need to be real. I thought I had to be real, and you need to be real, and yep. that was really hard when there was so much fake going on. Yes, you know, and it's fashion was about fake. Everything was so superficial, which is kind of what social media is. Even though I love I, social I, media, I was just but about it is to that. go straight down yeah. that road and so, go those influencers. That's not going to last it, because no, that is no, no, just so superficial. So how do you? How can you be real? So the whole thing about fashion and being seen as an older person or as anybody, not even old women, because I'm right. sure young people have this too. It's like, how do you do that? And my answer is be real. Yep. You know? I'm with you. Um, and and then on the other side of that is how do you be real? You fake it till you make it. <laughs> I know. Right. Isn't that bizarre? What smoke a bizarre. and mirrors is what I say, but yeah, same thing. <laughs> smoke and mirrors, yeah. yeah so well, they just sound like amazing women. Well, you're very lucky to have been surrounded yeah, by women like so that. I think so too. So the next one is... One of the things that I have noticed, and I've now interviewed about 250 women, is the number of them that have pushed and pushed and pushed themselves. And I can hear in your voice how driven you are. Um, How have you stopped yourself burning out? Because there are so many women that I have now interviewed that have pushed themselves so far. They've had adrenal failure or whatever, some kind of burnout, and had to spend maybe a year in bed. Oh, wow. So how have you stopped that? How have you done the juggle with life, family, work Mm. and kept yourself healthy? Yeah, well, I, I guess I grew up in that period where you had to be a superwoman yep. or super mum or something. Uh, also in that period where if you were a working mum, you are a bad mum. Yep. Please 
lock that away and never let it out again because that's so wrong because look at my is. kids, they're amazing and I work the whole time. If you're happy, that's when you have great kids. But anyway, put that aside for a minute. Um, yeah, I'd go 100 miles an hour. And I do have to stop. So I had to really deal with that. So what I've done over the years is learn to meditate. I meditate every single day for, okay. for an hour before I get out of bed. Uh, I teach meditation too because I just... An hour? Wow, that's great. Yeah. Well, that's well, great. But I, I'm not that person. I went to my naturopath one day and she just laughed and I said, I just, you know, just wherever I am, kids are running around, the TV's on, hubby's there, the, the food's going and I'm just sitting there meditating. And she said, oh, she laughed because she said, I have to get the music, I have to get the cushions, I have to dim the lights. I said, well, if I had to do that, I wouldn't I would be doing never it. Do it. I'd never yeah, do it so yeah. I just did it anywhere and that having that up front and in my mind you just do it whenever even if you had to sit on the toilet do it mind you my kids are in the toilet with me so that was really hard too when they were little we'll move on from that yeah, visual, yeah, vision okay. anyway uh, yeah. uh, they didn't I'm care teasing, but all, I, know, I just needed I that time on my own yeah. you know what I mean uh, and yeah, I so meditation. mums locking themselves in bathrooms and still yeah, the kids yeah, come in yeah you still have to do it so <laughs> meditation number one number two I've always been a healthy eater but now I'm a manic healthy eater because I've had cancer. I had cancer 10 years ago and I thought I was doing everything right. So how the hell do I end up with cancer? That's another Unlucky. story. Unlucky. Yeah. Well, we yeah, didn't, get, right. we didn't touch on yeah. that. Yeah, well, we can. That would have been a big a big um, pivoting moment for you, I imagine, where Look, you went. It, it was yeah. because here I am thinking I'm doing everything right. I mean, I'm probably OCD. I was doing everything right. You know, uh, vegetarian diet, don't drink, don't smoke. I do exercises. I do all this and stuff, then meditate. Bloody cancer freaking yeah, comes like, along and the hits the wrong people. Well, lucky for me or unlucky for me, I actually got breast cancer. And I know that meant, hey, I haven't nurtured myself. So I've done everything but forgot about me. One of those right, things. Right, Like most of us Interesting, do. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. So dealt with that. Now I'm, you know, 10 years on and fantastic. And uh, I actually do think more of myself now. I actually realise when I'm. When I need a holiday, I actually do feel it. I was going to say, well, one of the things I was going to ask is what sort of hours you work and do you take holidays? Because Mm. so many women don't, and I think they're so important. Like they really rejuvenate you and give you a bit of perspective on what you're doing so you come back all fresh and ready to kind of do more. Yeah, well, well, I wish I was like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm I'm not good with holidays. When when I I say holidays, how how, do you take one a year? No, no, oh, okay. no, no, I wouldn't, wouldn't do okay. that far. But, I, but I've got a new secret I can okay. share. Yeah. What I've discovered is that I don't need to make it a big holiday anymore, okay. you know. Um, I can actually have a weekend. A long weekend and, or something. And, yeah, and rejuvenate at a health retreat. I've done lots and lots uh, of health yeah. retreats yep. over the years, and they may have been one week to two weeks, maybe ten days. But I've just discovered this brand-new little thing called Rest and Restore, which is only a weekend in Yarra Valley, just up the road. Oh my God, they're a oh. lifesaver. So, and I've only I've done that before. Then I thought I was going to collapse in a heap. Thought, yeah, I've overdone it now. Come on, Faye, you know you're going to get, you know you're going to blow blow <laughs> a gasket or something. Your self talk, hilarious. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. So I went there, and it was physically amazing. amazing. The food I didn't have to worry about because it's just all my kind of food, and it was just beautiful meditation. You know, it was all the wonderful stuff that that you I love. pretend I do every day. You know. Um, but I did do it and I came back so refreshed and I reckon I said to the to one of the owners there that I can go like a bat out of hell and no now I can just come here for a weekend and I'm okay. So that's my formula for today. Right. I might change it, but I think that's working for now. It I sounds probably do great. Need a sounds like you as might well. need to do one a quarter yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, something like just that give yourself brilliant. a little bit of a break. Okay, and I love this question, which a journalist suggested to me many years ago. Mm-hmm. Is there a quirky fact about you that most people don't know that you'd be up for sharing? This is the last question, and Something it can be quirky. anything. It can be anything. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I guess I can I can share something quirky. You know, I've, 
I've watched people that OCD, and you know when you're when you're OCD, you don't even notice it. Yep. You just do. I remember when Lauren was a little baby, she used to move the books on the coffee table, and I'd automatically just go and straighten everything. And I must have done that a thousand times. Then one day I realised, hang on, she's only going to mess it up. Just leave them. But it really <laughs> irritated can't. me. You know, it really irritated, irritated me. Well, this morning I got up. I go to the gym every morning anyway, and. There were some cups. We had the family over yesterday. There were some cups left on the, um, you know, on kitchen the sink bench. because, yeah, kitchen bench because the dishwasher was full and I couldn't go until I cleaned all that up. Yeah. I guess that's that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know. Is that quirky? I think, yeah, I think that's pretty quirky. Oh, okay. I all love right. that. That's my quirky thing. Uh, I have just absolutely loved interviewing you. You're an amazing woman. So tell everybody if they wanted to buy Motto clothes, which I'm sure they will, and I encourage everyone to do it because they are my – I don't think I'm, I'm going to get rid of everything else in my wardrobe and just have Motto. Um, where can they find you? What's the best way of, of people finding Well, Motto? if you look online, www.motto.com.au, you'll find out all about us. That's yeah, probably great. the best place yes. to start. And I would encourage all of you to sign up to the Facebook group and check them out on Facebook because the lives are totally worth watching. They're brilliant. And I keep showing them to people and going, oh, my God, and they're like, oh, what's this page? I've got to go and follow it. Yeah, it's come really, and watch really us. Good, yeah. really good. So thank you so much. Pleasure. Lovely talking to you, Jules. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of She's the Boss Chats. For more information and to find out about our other initiatives, including our weekly lunch for female founders and our TV show, go to she'stheboss.com.au.